Now streaming. Now streaming. This is a Vangrio production. The is intended for mature audiences. And welcome back, everybody. Come on, get happy. Talking to my homie, my partner in crime, the brains behind the operation up in Canada, Miss Judy Sketch Lewinson. What's up, Sketch? Hello, 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 good people. How you doing, Stevie? Listen to a little Rodic City. Oh yeah. We were Our talking parents. about that. How they get away with saying we could bleep until the dawn. Yeah, yeah. You had to think, kind of re- uh, rewind your Walkman to catch that. Yeah, I think I snitched on them or something because now I've heard it recently, and they uh-huh. say we can fuss until the dawn. My goodness. Just a little fussing. That's all I can't. Doing. I mean, all right. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to make a fuss about the fuss, so we, but you know. <laughs> we're going to fuss about the fuss. Look. So we've been having some Vancouver weather down here. Really? Is it raining? Raining it's cats raining. and dogs, yeah. lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. A little bit of wind going on. Oh, it's it's crazy. It rained. It never rains. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, it I was on the 405 yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. I know people can't see this on Spotify, but picture of the rain there, the okay. uh, sunset billboard. I'm driving along, minding my own business, going about 70, too fast in the rain. Windshield wiper breaks. <laughs> These are new windshield wipers. I just had put in when I had an oil change about a month ago. Of course, it hasn't rained since, so I didn't use it. It's flipping around. Okay. So since I watched MacGyver as a kid, you know, nothing but a paperclip took care of that. Well, there you go. There you go. Showing a paperclip, I fixed the... Uh... <laughs> I forget we're on so many platforms now. For those, with, uh... for those who are listening on Spotify, yeah, he's listening. now showing how he MacGyvered his uh, windshield wiper with I a paperclip. paperclip. Circa 1984 going... episodes. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it. Uh, and MacGyver was a show in the 80s, kids. Right, right. I mean, I know they brought it back. All right, sketch. Watched. <laughs> it's good to be yeah, back in the double wide. I don't like nerd. Uh, I watch Dukes of Hazzard, you know, the good stuff. <laughs> I didn't watch that nerd shit. Whatever. I watched Anyway, it sketch, you saw the top 10 this week? Yeah, because we're coming up to the spookiest time of the year, also known as my favorite holiday. No. One of my favorites. I like Halloween's. It. So I do too. Let's I top like it. 10. It's funny, I threw it out there. I'm sorry? I said, let's top 10 then Halloween songs. Yeah, yes. So I threw out this. I think last year we did top 10 best candies or worst candies or something. Mm-hmm. All I know is candy corn sucks. So candy it's corn horrible. is the worst of all time. That's the only good for throwing at kids. Row. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Do you guys do a Halloween up there in Canada? We do. We do. Um, pretty big, actually. It's pretty big stuff out here. A lot, of, a lot of costumes. and I mean, people dress up just because anyways. This is kind of a cosplay type of town, so city and such but uh-huh. yeah halloween people go all out and uh, take over the streets and we have the weather for it too so you feel like you're in the movie halloween so Ooh. you know it's good do the do all the girls do the the nurse and the police and the policeman um, and you, you know only if they're new if they know yeah. what the weather's <laughs> gonna be then it's a little bit more sophisticated and uh uh a lot like i said a lot more cosplay type stuff so yeah cool i'm still not sure what cosplay means i've been with the same lady play. Years, so. so like you know dressing up like your favorite marvel character dc character oh is that what that is anime characters and stuff like that yeah okay because i see that all the time i'm like i don't know what that is i missed the boat on the whole tinder and the grinder and whatever else that uh you know those sites not are. related not related I had to at old all. school go out and ask a girl to dance and <laughs> get her like that trans am you know how to work it yes 
first there was dust and then stevie was born okay yeah <laughs> back in my time we had to ask a girl to dance <laughs> uh anyway the top 10 this week i threw it out there and it had great response i was surprised top 10 coolest halloween songs because i always tell my kids halloween music sucks and they always try to like we have a halloween station on pandora Mm-hmm. They throw songs in, like I heard a cranberry, zombie, zombie. I'm like, that's not a Halloween song. I mean, <laughs> I yellow, say, I purple, came out in spring. purple people eater or whatever the hell that song. Mm-hmm. There's a one-eyed, one-eared, yellow, purple people. I'm like, I don't think that was meant to be Halloween. But there are a lot of cool songs that have scary references. And so people threw those in and we had great response. And the top two, top two suggestions were overwhelming. I think everyone's going to agree with those. Okay. Let's kick it. Top right, 10. Then. Halloween songs and my I threw this one in and again it's not really a Halloween song but it says the word freak in it and it and it's talking about nighttime the freaks come out at night the freaks come out at night hut, hut, hut. it's good to say that be, yeah that's a good song that could be any day that ends in why though that's a jam that's a jam freaks come that's out at night song. yeah number nine a huge hit for the Eagles witchy woman again Woman could just be a biatch and they had to say weach. So witchy woman, number nine. Number eight, okay. uh, my kids love this song. I had to turn them on to it by a little uh, guy named Will Smith, uh, The Fresh Prince, Nightmare on My Street. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember that song. Kind of had the uh, Fresh Prince on behind Street it. Type Check, vibe, yeah. yeah, Nightmare okay. on My Street. Check that out, kids. Uh, number six, House of the Rising Sun. Is that a Halloween song? There is a, a New Orleans. Well, New Orleans is always freaky and witchcraft shit. So, yeah, okay. I say yes. All right. Number five. Great song. Great song. Yep. Number five. Oh. Yep. Even the new one with Pharrell, that still holds up. Number four, Werewolves of London, Warren Zevon. Okay. Oh. Werewolf of London. I don't know again if that's a Halloween song. Uh, number three, more cowbell, please. I got a fever, and the only prescription is a cowbell. Don't fear the Reaper. Okay. Don't fear the Reaper. Number okay. Number two and number one was a toss-up. This is a tough one. We're, I went with number two with this one. Uh, okay. Monster Mash. All right. Yeah. No, that is a Halloween song, and it's a good that choice. Yeah. It's a jam. That is a jam. And number one, I think we all will agree on. But it's after midnight. Yes. That was your pick. <laughs> That's my pick for sure, for sure. Brilliant song, but my favorite part since I was a little kid and pulled that vinyl and put it on the record player and heard it the first time, Vincent Price. That creepy voice just is everything. It's everything. Don't it's not Halloween till you hear it, just like it's not Christmas till you watch Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> the sweetest Christmas music um, movie, uh, Die Hard. Yes. Yeah, yes, my, yes. the thriller, that laugh at the end, I think we both, mm-hmm. you said you creeped out ah. your nephew and I creep, I creep out my daughter with yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so know, good. That video was the first video to cost, I think, $2 million. Yeah. Directed by John Landis. Yeah. And after they shot film. it. Yeah, it was a short film. I remember when it debuted, it was like 15 minutes long. Um, you know, after they shot it, Michael had second thoughts and said, you can't release that. People are going to think I'm in the occult. <laughs> you remember that? I, I remember it being like a big 
big deal. Yeah. Um, and um, in Canada, seeing like the behind the scenes and everything of it. Yeah. And it is one of the first productions I saw as a kid that made me say, I want to be a movie maker. Like I want to yeah, tell stories cool. like that. And I think that's how music videos should be. And hopefully they will return to that one day because now it's a lot of green screen. Yeah, I missed the telling the story that had Ola Ray, Playmate 1980. Mm-hmm. I know that because I have the Star 80 Dorothy Stratton Playboy that's a collector's item. See, I ain't no pervert. It's, it's going to be worth some money someday. <laughs> but uh, Ola Ray was in that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Michael didn't want it released. He had second thoughts because he was a Jehovah's Witness. Right. You know? Right. But, uh, Can you imagine Michael knocking on your door? Can I talk to you for the next 45 minutes? I have some pamphlets to pass out. It's all good. <laughs> I think that's where you got the idea for beat it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just beat it, beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Too many people. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn was not the 80s yeah, yeah. pop single <laughs> title. Beat so it. beat it. Don't come All around right. here. That does actually track. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is. Uh, I think that I think we have something there. I think we have something there. <laughs> that's funny. I'm excited about this week. We have uh we have a revisitor to the to the double wide that excited to yeah, see. Yeah, so and then uh, we have uh, another guest that is new to new? the double wide. Yeah, he's a bit been a buddy of mine for a long time. He's a rock star. He had you know, he had record deals, uh, curb records and RCA and played South by Southwest. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I wore this shirt in honor of him tonight because I went to the first show back at the Viper Room, which he reopened after two years. And I bought a shirt for the first time, even though I had my 20th birthday, no, 20, 29th birthday party at the Viper Room. I was always too cool to buy a shirt. And I'm like, I'm an old man now. You still sell those shirts? Uh, but he, he's got an amazing story. Three-time junior Olympian, uh, trainer to the stars. We're going to talk about all that stuff. So if he's ready, Ooh. let's rock this. All right, our first guest tonight is a good body of mine. We just went to a badass concert the other night. And as I said, I'm wearing this Viper Room shirt in his honor. I bought it when I came to see him a couple of weeks ago. We opened that joint and he killed it. But but like this is the he's the only person I know that's got more energy than me. Because I wake up doing the running man and he wakes up doing backflips. So he's got me a little bit doing the robot. And, <laughs> So a little background on this guy. He's a third-time junior Olympian skier. I think he was voted number one high school football player in Nevada. Is that true? I got to look that up. Somebody Google that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) He was a trainer at Paramount Studios, a trainer to the stars. We're going to get him to drop some names tonight. He's got a badass band who I went to see at at the Viper Room called Soul Shine. Give it up for my man, the motivator, the instigator. Here we go, Mark Monroe. What's up, brother? DVD, what's up, brother? <laughs> I've been rocking since like 5 a.m. I guarantee you, you were up before me. 3.45 every day. 3.45, man. <laughs> hey, that's where you get those DVD tricep photos, you know, that I've Woo. seen. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to, I'm just going to scratch real quick. <laughs> lighting sucks, man. I got to bring it. I didn't do good lighting for the tricep pose. Uh, what's thanks up, buddy? Me, brother. So appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, Viper Room reopened, and you reopened it the very first night. Yeah, and I had yeah. to be there. Killed it's so it. fun. I mean, can you imagine you growing up in Kentucky or me growing up? I grew up in Truckee, so Truckee's really cool now. I don't know if people you, you guys know about it. It's in Lake Tahoe area of Northern California. So I, I don't know. I was like singing in my room when I was a kid, probably like you singing in my underoos or whatever. And then <laughs> suddenly to be asked to reopen the Viper Room, you know, with Johnny Depp, Adam Duritz, all the different people that have gone through there. 
and to be the first band to really headline and open it, I was, uh, I said, hell yes, I'll do that. <laughs> and you killed it. And like the, the true trainer fitness guru that you are, he's walking around before the show with a jug of water, like literally a <laughs> gallon. I'm like, bro, you're not at Gold's Gym right now. Just uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I was still confused from the morning when I was at Gold's Gym. That's a problem, you know? <laughs> I would see Mark in the gym. It's, I had a client. I trained somebody at 6.15 a.m., which I'm like, oh, my God. He's already like, hey, man, what's going on, buddy? Fist bumping. He's got Jason Biggs, Charisma Carpenter, all the stars. High five him like, wow. Hey, if you know stars, they never show up at six o'clock though. That's the best part about it, you know? Yeah, he's on the treadmill warming up for them 10 minutes before they get there. <laughs> you know the best part about it? those clients, they're the best ones to have because they're right in the middle of the day. They're like at one, two, and three o'clock in the morning because they don't get up till 11. They yep. don't get to Starbucks till noon, maybe one. Because <laughs> what most people don't know is like, when someone wants to train with you, what do they say? I'm like a seven o'clock, eight o'clock, uh, nine o'clock. Always. Like, what, would you? Really? Just you? Oh, 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 interesting. And they act like you're the only ones that would want it. You know, that's my yeah. favorite about it. <laughs> eight o'clock, uh, I'll take eight, no. I remember I had this client years ago. She was the head of a concrete company. She was a really prestigious woman from Toronto. Her family owned like the maple leaves, uh, uh, the raptors, all this stuff, right? So I was training someone in a big high-rise apartment complex, as you do as well. Sometimes you show up at these big places. And she comes to me and she goes, I'd love to train with you, but would you train at four in the morning? And I said, sure. And she goes, really? And after about six months of what you said, you're like, you know, me showing up every time, even at four in the morning, showing up on. And she's like, you know, this whole time, I just thought you'd quit. I, just thought, <laughs> I, was, waiting. I was waiting for you to quit. Not only are you showing up like all happy and excited, but yeah. one day I climbed over the gate because the gate wasn't working and I still was there on time. And she's like, like God, Mark, I just hold, God, I damn. thought for sure that you'd quit. <laughs> I used to train this rock star and I'd show up and I'd be like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, mate, mate. I love you, mate. Just, just a little bit dollar back. Just, just too, you never notice doing, doing AirPods right now too. Some yeah. they come in hot. You're like, Hey, and they're like, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> coming in hot, coming in hot. I think I'm the last guy at the gym that still has the uh, iPhone cord. I'm like, because I'm in there working out yesterday and it was the afternoon. So yeah. the high school kids are in. Oh, yeah. I'm like struggling. I'm tangling up with my cord. I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally uh, the guy, get off my lawn guy at the gym <laughs> with this, my weight, my dumbbells are getting caught up in my iPhone cord. If you ever know Los Angeles, you remember the old Bally's that was on like Sunset and Gower or like yep. that area? So that was the first place I ever got a job. So when I moved to LA, I slept in my truck for two weeks. I didn't know anybody. I needed a place to take a shower, basically, you know? So I got a I got a job there. Remember those old Walkmen? You know, sorry, we're getting old real quick. Uh, the yeah. yellow ones, the sport ones. Yeah. So like it's my second day. I'm cruising around, running the treadmill, thinking I'm all cool. <laughs> I dropped that thing. I like tripped, and it fell out of my hand, and it dropped into, like a thousand pieces, dude. And twenty-four and batteries. I'm like, sorry guys, I gotta go. That's me. That's me too. You're, you're looking for your batteries under yeah. the treadmills, and this <laughs> thing. I don't know. <laughs> I have my mixtape. I still play mixtapes because I was a DJ. So and, and Sketch was a DJ, my producer yeah. here. So I throw on, you know, just just throw on mixtapes just for the hell of it. It's fun, man. Oh, dude. But aren't you, it's funny though because now we're talking about music. You know, it was so fun. I mean, Brothers Osborne at the Greek was such a blessing to go see. I think, you know, the bravery that he showed and to show him coming out and all those different things that he's done and who they are as a group and the brother being such a badass guitar player. 
but like, you know, music is, it's getting a little boring. Like I, I need a mixtape from the old days or something like that yeah. to kind of throw it on. Cause we've been working out for so long and listening to music. You remember back in the day when you'd work in a gym and there was only like five radio stations. It was like the yeah. same 12 songs over and over and over. And there's always yeah. some, some jerk manager. You and I both went to a private gym yeah. and the, the, the guy was like a, you know, a meathead. They usually are like a private gyms where oh, you go yeah. to. And that's where you take a private client. So and a trainer would, like it's not open to the public unless you, with, the, with your own person, it's one-on-one. -on -one. Right. You, you go in and the trainer pays whatever the hourly is. Yeah. But the owner of the gyms, Mark, you'll vouch for this, 90% of the time are dicks. Always. They, I don't even they, know what it is. They only play what they want to play. I'm like, you're playing fucking Black Sabbath, bro. <laughs> and it's six o'clock in the morning. It's like, my fucking gym. It's my gym. <laughs> It's so bad. And also the funniest thing is you look at them over and over and you're like, man, like do some roids, you know, like if they yeah, yeah. put you in like a rage, like just get it on. Like, let's yeah, go. Yeah. And the problem is with guys like you and I, you and I talk to everybody. So people think that we run the gym. Yeah. People come up to you like, Hey, can I get this or this? And I'm like, Oh, I don't run the gym. And I think that pisses <laughs> them off. I think it makes it even worse. You know? Yeah. So for instance, one of the training facilities we were at one time, I was training like Chris Pine, Jason Biggs, Jenny Mullen, Chris McCarpenter, Julie Benz, and other actors, all these people. Yeah. And, you know, like actors are, you know, they walk in, they don't sign in, they don't know what they're doing. Some of them are looking for you, looking for you. Some of them are still stoned, maybe drunk from the night before. And he's supposed to sign in. Yeah. He pulls me in and he goes, I feel like you having your clients not sign on is like a, like a big F you to me. And I'm like, what? Like, have you seen these people walk in? They're like, yeah. They don't even know where they are. They're just like, where's Stevie? Where's Mark? What's that? They drink nine Red Bulls just to get up to get here. They're not worried about where's the sign-in sheet and this thing. No, no, dude. No. Sign my name. It's, like, and, and it's so funny, man. But, it, you know, you and I both, I always say all the time, I, I said, you know, at 13 years old, you know, when I was trying to become a United States Olympian, I loved skiing. Skiing was my life. You know, growing up in Truckee, there was just nothing else to do. It's like where I grew up, you became a skier or like an alcoholic, you know? So I was yeah. like, maybe I'll try both <laughs> at the same time, you know? Uh, but to do this now, you know, I haven't done it for a long time. I just, people that I grew up with are like, people pay you to do what? And yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, I don't ask questions, bro. I just show up. I feel just so lucky. <laughs> and you and you and I talked about, we, we know fitness and yeah. that's, part, that's our life, but also, it's also your company. You're yeah. there for you know companionship, to listen, to to entertain, to be a confidant. You and I, you and I have said for years. I mean, how many people have you mentored or just like talked to you about fitness? People, you know, of course, in the last ten years, everybody's getting a fitness certificate. I want to do my thing. I want to have my own schedule. Yeah, that's cool. I ask people all the time, "Do you like people?" <laughs> Do, yeah. do you like people? Because that's all that matters. Yeah. You can give some, how many programs have you written up that people never even looked at? No, Vacation, no. production, anywhere. No. They, they never even look at it. Or they have no idea what you're calling an exercise. I've trained clients for seven years and I'm like, hey, do an overhead row. They're like, what are you, uh, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, what? You know? I don't understand like, the words coming and out then of I say, And then I say like, oh, the stupid exercise. Like, oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. Yeah, I've done, but, I mean, I've done magazine interviews with like a telephone interview and I'm like, I can't tell you what an exercise is. I can't, yeah. I can say overhead row. You can say skull crusher, suicide, whatever, squat, but, but you got to see it. You got to execute it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. But it's hilarious that you've been training people and I've been training people for 10 years and they look at you 100% and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, like, we've done I'm this so 900 glad. times. I'm so glad I read that, that book 
this yeah, big yeah. over and over and over to yeah. tell you something that you don't even remember. <laughs> so your first big training gig, yeah. I mean, I don't know which came first, the training or the rock star, because you also got a killer music career, but you're still like, I, I was doing, you know, still doing comedy and I moved out here, I was a DJ. Yeah. I wanted to host television and do the comedy, but I'm like, I can't be a DJ at night and do comedy at night. Right. So I got involved in the train, in the fitness. And you, okay. like, which came first, the music or the fitness? Fitness was just one of those things that you and Part I- Part of your life. You and some we were kids, you know, but uh, so I went to music, I went to an acting conservatory for like three years and I left playing football and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I just wanna get out where I was. And I, it sounded like a good idea at the time. And I did great there. I was American College Theater Festival Award winner for several years. And which you, as you know, as an actor or performer, which means nothing. They never taught you how to get the job, you know? Yeah. So I always resonated with, with singing. And it was so cool because one of the guys that I met in there, his name's Scott Cambridge. He uh, and I had the same birthday, July 5th. And we used to like, you know, the thing that was so daunting to me about like actors was like, they all could like do a lot of stuff. And I was like an athlete, you know? So I was afraid to like color in a coloring book. I'm like, wow, these people are kind of talented. Like, you yeah. know, but I always sit outside and we'd sing and he'd play the guitar and this, that and the other. And then uh, we got offered uh, a production deal. And then we met this woman that a friend of ours bartended and um, she was a big uh, lawyer. Her name was Lisa Sikronsky. She did uh, Foo Fighters and uh, uh, Cypress Hill. Wow. And she looked at the deal and it was really kind for us that, you know, we didn't know anything and to have a pot to piss in her window to throw it out. And yeah. she goes, uh, you know what, I think you guys should really try, if you believe in yourself, try to start a game, you know? So we were kind of in the midst of that. And then simultaneously, I was out of the acting conservatory and a real angel in my life. He's been an incredible guy. His name's Linwood Robinson. Okay. Uh, literally said to me, I took him out for a birthday drink and we went to an old place called Smalls, which was back in the Smalls. day, like a really yep. cool place to go. And, and I walk in and I meet this guy, Alberto Gomez. And Alberto was the head of the uh, Paramount Pictures Fitness Center. And uh, Linwood, unbeknownst to me, was like, hey, why don't you give this guy a job? And I was like, I don't need a job. I totally needed a job. And, like, <laughs> and uh, after we're talking- cool to say I need a job, but you need a job. <laughs> so it's I'll take like, your job, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And it was hilarious because Linwood knew that he was leaving because he was going to music editing and they needed a job. So after we had a couple drinks, this, that, and the other, and he gave me enough shit where I could take it. He's like, well, I was just kidding you, man. Why don't you show up on Monday and you got a job? So. I started working at Paramount Pictures within the first three months. It was hilarious. I wasn't a trainer yet. I was just working the front desk, picking up sweaty towels. The first day, a guy drops a 70-pound dumbbell on his finger. So I'm like, I'm like literally almost picking up a guy's severed finger the first yeah. day. And I'm like, whoa, this is bad. And then the third month, there was all these weird guys would come in there. And it was Paramount. It was an old school. This guy would go in there almost naked and sit in the sauna for hours, you know? So I'd close. That was me. By the way, you, didn't, you never said hi to me, by the way. <laughs> exactly. I, I saw. I saw like your bare ass. Yeah. Hello, you know. So all of a sudden, the guy wanders in there, and I'd lose track of him. You know, for months I saw this. You know, all of a sudden I close the gym like on the third month and second day, and I open it, and he's dead. Ay ay ay. He was literally dead. I'm like, damn, this is a bad job. Wow. This is an absolutely bad job. So, uh, and of course you don't know the protocol or anything like that, but uh, luckily it turned into something incredible. Alberta was great to me. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to train anyone from, you know, uh, Tom Hanks to um, uh, Scarlett Johansson for a few weeks. Actually, I got to train her just before she ended up dropping out of Mission Impossible and then taking the island with Ewan McGregor. Um, I got a chance to mess around with Russell Crowe. Um, it's just, it was, it was an incredible time. It was really, really cool. That's awesome, buddy. 
Yeah. You know, growing up in a double wide or close to, you know, yeah. like, like, where am I? Like, I'm getting paid to do this. This is great. I know. It's, it's amazing. And Will Ferrell was one of the best that I got to train. I trained him for Blades of Glory for a little bit. And uh, did? Yeah. he was so nice that and you quiet. thought he was, he was a quiet guy, right? You, but you thought it was fucking with you, you know? Yeah. So it'd be like a Saturday and I'd be like, he'd be asking me questions about basketball. And I'm like, is this guy fucking with me? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, he was just really, really kind and really nice guy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And I think also intimidated in the gym. You know, because I think at that time he had to build his legs up to look like an ice skater. And he's probably thinking to himself, like, I have no chance. Let's just get to the comedy. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Well, I just love that he has no boundaries either. No. Like, uh, what what was it? um, Old school when he would streak. And when he did the streaking thing, they're like, you know, we can give you like a little skin uh, speedo. Skin. He's like, no, but isn't it funnier if I'm like really nude? I mean, that's funnier. Like, well, okay. But, but, but have you heard stories of him? Like a client of mine went to school with him around the time at USC. And like, uh-huh. he was the guy that would show up to science class, like in a UPS outfit. Like he was yeah. never, he never cared. You know, he was that yeah. kind of guy, which is so fantastic in itself, you know? Very cool. But yeah, I love all your career. I like all the levels and, you know, you, Thanks, you, you and I, you know, parallel universes. And that's probably why we hit it off. We have backyard jams out here. You know it. But, you know it. But real, you can, you told me since it's Halloween, and I didn't know if it was okay for you to tell this story, but I asked you last night. Yeah. And speaking of a scary story, the yeah. Golden State Killer. Yeah, my mom, um, uh, I was very young. I was actually, um, I was a baby. I was actually in a crib. Um, my mom and dad had split and we were living in Sacramento. And if anybody's now seen the documentaries and things like that, they know that the Golden State Killer was not, you know, initially it was all in San Francisco. And then uh, apparently he was working his way down to Sacramento. And that was some of the stuff that came out later. And um, yeah, unfortunately, my mom had lived in this apartment for about two weeks. And um, he had lifted out the window just like he was his MO. And, um, and thank God for my sister. I mean, you know, she went through some some trouble from then, I think, you know, because of it. But, uh, but my mom woke up to a guy in a black ski mask at the foot of her bed. And uh, he went to try to assault her and all that stuff. And um, luckily she fought him off, but unluckily she uh, got the whole left side of her skull crowd and crushed him with the butt of his gun. Um, and I think because she fought back, apparently he wasn't violent. I think, you know, I think there's obviously, we know so much more now because uh, CSI and all this DNA evidence, but- uh, is, he, is he still around or is he dead? I think if he's not rotting in prison, he just, in prison, he just died. Um, but, uh, but my sister heard what was going on and she made herself as big as she could and said in the deepest voice, like, get out of here. And, um, and he fled. Wow. He fled past I just him. thought that was freaky. I mean, that's, yeah. that's amazing. And thank God oh. I'm still here and she's safe. And, and you're but it's, safe. So, it's so interesting because how life works, you know, in a very, very sad story. Yeah. That was the reason why we moved to Truckee. Yeah. And that's the reason why I became a big time skier. And that's what now got me into fitness. So it's just, you know, sometimes there's beauty in the ashes. But, you know, I mean, my mom and sister, they, when they caught him, they cried. You know, they shared a moment and just, uh, just that kind of thing. So, but it's, it's just fascinating how, like, we wouldn't even have moved to Truckee. Yeah. And I probably never would have got into skiing or yeah. any of that if that didn't happen, which is so bizarre in its own right, you know? So the silver lining right there, brother. Yeah. And you're yeah, yeah. in the double wide. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. I so love good. it, brother. I love it. So good. Bring that, but, uh, bring that sweet Corvette over here. Yeah. And, uh, That's we'll it. 75 Stingray. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, baby. I've been playing all the Brothers Osborne songs since we went to the concert. Dude, I've been on such a big deep dive. 
We have a we have a theme song by them because called "We're Not for Everyone." We're not for everyone. <laughs> not for everyone. Not That's all right. Close. Not even close. All right, brother. I love you. Tell them where they can find you and seek you out. It only charges five thousand dollars an hour for training. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's actually six now because it was bad post pandemic. You know. There you go. But, but it, nonetheless, I'm one of those old school guys. You can find me at uh, mmmotivates at gmail.com or just call Stevie D and get my number and we'll play a backyard jam and see if you guys like you it. Put it on know? the wall of the double line. Just have it back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. That's good. A mugshot. I want the mugshot over your right shoulder. <laughs> All right, buddy. I love you, you, man. So much, Thanks man. for coming God on. Bless you guys. Thank you so I much. I to say where the drinking word tonight is. Uh, that's good right. Time. That's oh, Always a good oh. time, brother. And that's right. Fontucky. My buddy says Fontucky. he's from uh, Fontucky right there. He's from Fontana, which is Fontucky. That's the California that's right. region, you know. <laughs> All right, buddy. So go see him if you you see Soshan's playing near you. You know, my boy kills it. All right, Mark. Love you, buddy. Thanks, DVD. Love you guys. Add us, add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. Hello, beautiful people. This is Judy Liu, executive producer at Van Grio. I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Come On Get Happy Hour with Stevie D. You could be listening to anyone right now, and we're so appreciative that you've chosen to spend a little time with us. Your continued support means everything to us. Please continue to like and share our podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers. Tell a stranger on the street. We really do appreciate it. Be sure to follow at Vangrio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, follow Stevie D and his so-called friends on Facebook. There you will see the videos of our episodes. At Vangrio, we rely on the continued support of our amazing listeners like you to be able to produce our content. If you wish to make a donation or shop our merch, please visit Vangrio.com. That's V-A-N-G-R-I-O-T.com. Thanks so much for listening. And now, back to the show. All right, y'all. Mark Monroe, go see uh, Soul Shine, Killer Band, uh, Trainer to the Stars, look him up. Uh, my next friend coming on, he's got 9 million credits. We only got 15 minutes, so I can't read them all. But real quick, this is what I just... Uh, Wikipedia to him last night. Okay. Thanks. Born March 21st, 1971. American stand-up comedian from Brooklyn, from Brooklyn, New York. Currently residing in Los Angeles. Looks like he's in San Fran right now, though. He's been on Conan, Comedy Central, and a regular correspondent on The Tonight Show. We were just talking about books. I know he's also written a couple of books. I think he may be one up on me. Maybe he's written three. I don't know. Um, two? Just two. Just two. Yeah. All right. All right. We're tied. We're tied for the books. Give it up for my man, Dwayne Perkins. What up, DP? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? So we're old school. We were talking about we like to hold a book, but it's much more convenient now to have the ebook. Oh, yeah, because I like to look up words. I like to, like, highlight things. You know, I have a system. Like, if it's just something that's poignant that I want to sort of, like, remember, that gets the gold highlight. If Dude, it's how like do you even word, do that? I don't even know how to do that yet. Yeah, if it's a word I want to look up, that gets the blue highlight or something I need to research. It gets a blue highlight. Yeah. If, if it's a typo, it gets a red highlight. And every book has at least one typo. So does the red uh, show up itself or do you, you like, you snitch on the word? Like, that's a, yeah, that's a after typo. You, you, after you highlight it, you get to go boop, boop, uh, and change uh, the color. I'm using Kindle, so. But I also have, I use iBooks sometimes, but uh I'm more of a Kindle guy these days. 
So if in a Kindle book, if you see a misspelled word, you can you can call them out on that. Well, I don't do anything about it. I just highlight it. And then um, if it's a friend, I might tell them because sometimes I'm reading a friend's book. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now is this self-published. Are you talking about self-published books? But I'm talking uh, I do this. Any, I do this always. Um, like, for instance, I just read uh, the first Lupin book. OK, like Lupin is the, the, the detective, the French detective yeah. on Netflix. And uh, and how do you think so he pronounces that? Hold on. How do you think he pronounces that? Probably Lupin or something. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know what my last name is? D-U-P-I-N. Oh, right, right, right. I think he says Lupin or something. Lupin, you might. I think you're right. I think you're right. Absolutely right. I think you're right. So, you know, it, I didn't even know about it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like, in, in essence, he's like, I mean, he's a criminal, but you can still say he's a French Sherlock Holmes. And then yeah. actually in the second book, he meets Sherlock Holmes and they go at it. All right. But um, it's a translation. So some of it, I don't think I got like, the one I bought was like all the books, like literally there's all these books and they were like $10. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of the translation was a little off. So I highlighted some of it. I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I like reading eBooks except, and, and then also when you travel, you don't have to carry the book, but like we we're saying, the big brother can change. It can, they can change the book. They can, they can rewrite history, all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you save when you read a hard hardcover? Do you save that book? Like some books, I'm like proud of myself, so I, I put on the shelf. And right. Guests come over. I do, I do. I mean, unless it's like I borrowed it from the library, but otherwise, I I, I save it. I mean, I don't I don't really rent. I don't really get books from the library too often these days. Um, but but I also you can you can e you can borrow ebooks from the library as well. I've done that. You got three weeks that. to read it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. In our, our bookshelf in the living room, my wife's got all the classics, and then mine are all like autobiographies Jackie Gleason, Martin and Lewis, Richard Pryor, right. Sam right. Cooke. You know, like, oh, that's Steve's side over here. <laughs> I, have a, I, have, yeah, I have a mixture. I have like, I, I, my favorites are classics, like fictional things, but I have right. fictional. I still have some technology books from like back in the day when I was in that space. Yeah, that's where you started, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of writing books, you know, Save the Cat, How to Write Screenplays and all that stuff, okay. which, yeah, they're all helpful. Um, nothing nothing like, if you want to know how to read, write a screenplay, watch 100 movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The kids today, like, they don't, they don't know the struggle that we had back in the 90s before YouTube. Like, I used to go to the Paley Museum in Beverly Hills, Radio and Television Museum, and they allowed you to watch three programs. So right. you would look up like an old, you know, Richard Pryor special on NBC, 1977. Boom. Right. But it was all, all their archives, all their library was on VHS. So the program may not play. And you're like, oh shit, it broke up at 22 minutes in. They're like, ain't my problem. You got two, you got two plays left. Right, right. And, and we'll see you next and, time. Um, and what was, remember the bookstore we had to go to to get like acting books and everything? What was that called? Oh, Samuel French. You know, Sam French. Um, I used to go to the Hollywood poster shop on, on um, Hollywood Boulevard. There was a poster sh store. Oh, wow. But they also carried almost every screenplay. Oh, that's so, like, cool. That's how I used to read screenplays. I would have to go there, 
you know, pay them, you know, whatever, 15 bucks, get Forrest Gump, read it. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And actually, you know, I actually recently, I'm not a member of the WGA, but when you write something, you can register it with the WGA, right? I've registered many things that didn't go anywhere. Yes. Oh, dude, I, I, I hit them up like a few months back and I was like, oh, just for, you know, SNGs, shits and giggles. Can you guys send me everything I've ever registered? It's like two pages, like 30 things I've registered with them. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty, I forgot it's I wrote. easy to register. Like you can write yeah. a synopsis and Absolutely. go, that's Absolutely. registered. That, yeah, that's, that was my Absolutely. idea. I had to register. Absolutely. Absolutely. But most of it was like really like, like pilots or, you know, things I actually wrote, you know? And you, you submitted the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, some of it was, like, maybe 10, maybe 20% of it was, like, synopsis-type stuff, and everything else was, like, either some sort of pilot or uh, a feature that I, yeah. that I wrote. Well, you never stop, my man. You're a hustler. That's why you've done 900 <laughs> things. And you, you have a new podcast called The Unofficial Story. Yeah, it's actually called The Unofficial Official Story. Unofficial, official story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What's that about? Well, basically, each week we tackle a different um, a different conspiracy theory. Or it, it, not like all conspiracy. You know, stuff like Bigfoot, aliens, oh, uh, you know, what happened to D.B. DB Cooper, different things like that. Is there a, is there a demon cat in the Capitol building? And we, we, we kind of like... The real purpose is to sort of explore these things and explain to people and do research. And then at the end, we come up with our own version of what happened. Okay. And that version that we come up with is the unofficial official story. All right. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Who do you do that with? Um, I do it with um, my two co-hosts, Koji, Koji Sakai. Okay. He's like one of my writing partners. Like, in fact, the book Zombie Run, I wrote with him. Yep. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a love story in the post-apocalyptic zombie world. Uh, I wrote that with Koji and then um, Jennifer Field is the other co-host. And so we have a lot of fun with it because it's like, I'm learning all these things. Koji is really great at researching and bringing it all to the table. Like I I didn't, I knew a little bit about DB Cooper, but once you really learn about this guy, like he hijacked a plane in the seventies and got away. I mean, he might be dead. No one knows what happened to him, but he hijacked a plane got like, you know, a million dollars or whatever it was. Mm. And then like parachuted off the plane. Yeah. You know, amazing. No, a lot of people reference DB Cooper. And I think some people are like, they don't know what they're talking about, you know, but uh, I think there was a movie about DB Cooper also. I forgot who played that. I think it was in the nineties. But yeah, they never found it was remains. um, Right. Never found them. And it's crazy because they're, they're like legitimately 15 people who like will swear that they're D.B. Cooper. And people on their deathbed, on, on their deathbed have said to their loved ones in the hospital, I'm D.B. Cooper. I'm going to do and that. Like, can you, know, you imagine? I'm, I'm going to try that. <laughs> but only one of them can be telling the truth. So yeah. who are these people who are lying to their like son or daughter on their deathbed? Yeah. It, just a mess just of their head. You explore these things and it's just... It's just a crazy situation. We talk about like uh, a couple that was abducted by, they were abducted by aliens and what really happened. So there's a lot of um, like, um, I think it was a Bonnie uh, Hill. I forget the girl's name, the woman's name. But these, the, you know, these stories are interesting because 
it's like we're educating people about it at the same time exploring what's the psyche behind them. You know what I mean? I like that. I like uh, the show Cities Underworld that was on the big history, uh-huh. stuff like that, like stuff that went on, you know, uh, below the surface. Uh, yeah, like Jesse James, the same thing. There's been several people that on their deathbed, you know, said, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm Jesse James or I'm, you know, Billy the Kid or, you know, it's some notorious criminal that, you know, they thought was killed. But you never know, man. Elvis is still alive out there somewhere. My right. biological and father. Yeah, and Tupac. <laughs> and Tupac, yeah. They're making actually, an album together. I actually do sometimes think Elvis is Justin Timberlake's father, but I don't know if the math lines up. I'm not sure when Timberlake was born. Well, from Memphis, yeah, okay. Deep dive. Yeah, an episode about that. <laughs> yeah, and there was that little thing for a little while. People thought Sam Smith was um, Boy George's son, which also lines up nicely. Uh, well, I think I did a side-by-side, too, when Sam Smith came, because they look a lot alike. They look alike, right? And they both yeah, yeah, the same, profile. You know, there's some other similarities they have. And it's just, uh, yeah. So, um, so I want to talk about, uh, we're talking about Halloween. Do you have a favorite Halloween song? I don't know if you heard that, the top 10 tonight. Because some uh, songs I are debatable. I said, I, I, freaks, I said Freaks Come Out at Night is a, is a Halloween song, but it's not really. You know what? Let me tell you something. If that is a Halloween song, it might be my favorite. I was going to say Monster Mash, but uh, I don't know if Monster Mash would be considered a Halloween song. Oh, it is. But... It's no, it was number two. Thriller was number one tonight. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would say Monster Mash or Freaks Come Out at Night if we're, if we're considering that. Did you yeah, ever hear that... the uh, Fresh Prince, uh, Nightmare on My Street? I have, I have. That's good. I'd put that around number nine or eight. Yeah, that's towards the bottom. I think, I think it was yeah, nine yeah. tonight. But yeah, some of them were reaching. Some of them were like, you know, witchy woman by the Eagles. I'm like, I don't know if that's, that's not Halloween. I think they couldn't say bitchy woman, so they said witchy woman. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> Hotel California has a, 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 an argument for it. That's you know? eerie. Yeah, that's eerie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, sometimes I don't feel like listening to Hotel California, and I just, I just, I just turn it off. Sometimes I'm in the mood. Other times I, I just don't want to contemplate whether I'm alive or not. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, there's that there's that old uh, folklore about the album cover has a Jamaican guy somewhere in the in the corner of a window. Mm-hmm. And that's the Beverly Hills Hotel. And no one's ever been able to trace that guy. So they say it was a ghost. So, oh, wow. So Judy is Jamaican. So maybe she can uh, do a deep dive into that for us. Uh, that's I'm going to say it's kind of like. So wait, Judy? He's an Obia man. That's, that's what they practice. So that's when the uh, the cross. So they call him a duppy. That's the Jamaican word for ghost. Yeah, yeah. I went to Jamaica. There's some voodoo shit going on there too. Interesting. Does duppy have more than one meaning? Because that's what Drake, his diss record for Pusha T was called duppy, or was it guppy? Um, I don't. Well, Drake hangs around a lot of Jamaicans in Toronto. Right, right, right. So let's just leave it at that. And then you can do a deep dive, and we will all tune in. To hear yes. the unofficial official story. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Do that on your Yeah, yeah. We just gave you an idea for an episode there. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, GP, love you, brother. Thanks for stopping in. Uh, I want to talk about the tonight show and a million other projects you've done, but we'll have you back on and we want you to do that Drake episode. So dig Oh yeah, that. thank you, man. And be safe out there, Halloween in Brooklyn, you know, Halloween was all about throwing eggs at people. So be safe. You know everyone. what it was? Eggs and yeah. candy corn. Candy corn too. <laughs> right, right. That's the only thing candy corn is good for.
Absolutely. <laughs> All right, DP, have, have fun in uh, San Francisco up there, man. Thanks, guys. I'll see you. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right. Morning, Perkins, everybody. We can fuss until the dawn. Erotic City used to say a bad word. Now says we can fuss until the dawn. Everybody, mm. thank you for listening to and watching whatever you're doing. We're on a lot of platforms now. I don't know. Maybe on Braille. I don't know where we're out there. But uh, come on, get happy hour every Wednesday, 7-ish, I think. Uh, the super deaf dope producer, Judy Sketch Lewinson, will fill you in on where you can find us. Hit them, Sketch. Yeah, I'm going to say right now, folks, we want you to hit up our Spotify and blow up all the listens over there. Uh, Wednesday at 7 o'clock and then also wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, you want to catch previous episodes of the Come On Get Happy Hour with Stevie D. We can find us over on YouTube or Facebook as well. Just pop that into the search bar and we'll all pop up and, and such. But yeah, first head over to Spotify and be sure to like subscribe and comment wherever you can what she said uh everybody thank you for listening or watching also on uh, facebook stevie d and his so-called friends leave us comments on there if you got an idea for a top 10 you'd like to see a guest let us know we keep it fun Vangrio Production.